peace and love. Welcome back to Tenju Talks, the home of I Have a First. Uh, to get a copy of my brand new book, Whiteboard Black Pieces Race in the West, click the Amazon link in the description down below. To support the channel, check out the details below. If you'd like to support on the Cash App, that's pound sign Tunji Talks, that's pound sign Tunji Talks. Or if you'd like to support on PayPal, that's paypal.me forward slash Tunji Talks, that's paypal.me forward slash Tunji Talks. Right, so let's get into it. I was talking to my grandma about her Windrush experience. So, ladies and gents, I present to you part one of Windrush Ascent Lucian story. I'm going home one day so let's talk about um growing up in St. Lucia. How how was your childhood in St. Lucia? It was alright, you know, um we was about how many children? We raised up with eleven children. Life wasn't like now. It was harder when we was young. But now everything is more, you know, how to put it, more bright, more developed. The sensation developed more than when I was small. Before I left the country, when I came here for 25 years afterwards, when I go home, I find it developed. Everything used to be brighter, you know. The, the childhood wasn't so bad. My mom was poor, but she do good. She do what she can for us, you know. Bring us up as she could. And we thanks her for that. Because um, St. Lucia was a colony of Britain, yeah. how was Britain viewed when you were growing up? People often refer to Britain as the motherland and was that the case when you're growing up that when you heard people talk about Britain it was referred to as kind of like the motherland well we didn't know I didn't know until I came in this country because I was older I heard the, they say St. Lucia was a Britain Britain island and the French so they was fighting one minute is for Britain, is Britain, one minute the French take it back, one minute Britain take it back, Indian is stay for Britain. But now they come independent, so. But they never drop the Queen, the Queen can go there anytime if they like. Windrush, do you remember, so how did you hear about the opportunity to come to Britain? So was it... Um, by word of mouth? Did you hear people saying, oh, there's opportunities in Britain? Or was it more kind of like it was on the news and in newspapers that, that you saw there's opportunities in Britain? I don't know, because I come to Britain for my brother sent for me. My brother was here and he sent for me. That's how I get myself here. I didn't know they have problem to come to the country. I didn't know anything about that, so... When I hear people talking, they come to work and this and that. I didn't know until I came here when my brother sent for me. Then I find job start to working. I remember I said one day I was so cold. I said, me, when is a Christmas for a Sunday, I want to go home. And so many Sundays I'm still here, thanks God, you know. 
so thanks God I haven't got bad experience to say I leave my country and come here and this and that so I thanks God every day the treatment I get so I praise God for that you said that your brother sent for you so how, how did he do that was that did he kind of like send you a letter in the post and he was like oh I'd like you to come to to Britain yes he sent me letters and he have his whole money so he sent me a letter I supposed to come to Britain 1957 um, but I have to hold back until I send my sister. My mom sent my sister in my place, and I come 1959. And when I came here, I had a letter. I just go in the bank and get the money to pay my passage, and that's how I come here. So when I came, I come and meet my brother. So he's the one sent for me. He's, he's his money sent send me the letter, go and get the money in the bank to pay my passage, so he's the one sent for me. I stay with him for a while and then I have to find my own place because um, he was married of his wife, you know. So I had to find my own place afterward, but we praise him afterward. My brother leave, he go to America, and then, uh, and God, I help to now. But then my brother passed away in America. Came by boat because <laughs> my brother, um, my brother was in Aruba. When he come from Aruba, afterwards in a few and come up to England in a boat. And when I came, I come in a boat. TV Venezuela. I had the picture. Up to now, I he disappeared. I don't know what happened. It was a new boat I came by. Yeah, it was a long, long, long travel, how many days. We was like tourists dressed in, come out in the boat, go here and there. I remember they said to me, oh, you look like the queen, you dress so nice, you look like the queen. So, as you say, it wasn't kind of like a straight trip from St. Lucia to Britain. Did you stop at other Caribbean islands? No, they stopped, but we never go down. You never go leave the shore we never go in shore we all they tell you where you are it's not you stop barcelona and um i forget the name of the is it spain or some um i can't remember i can't remember now tenerife we stop tenerife we visit the we come out shore from the boat and visit you know just for a while and come back in. Few of us come out. When you arrived in Britain, do you remember, was it in London that you arrived to? Yes, London. I never live out of London. I always, I reach in London, arrive in London, and I live in London. All that many years I'm here, is I'm still in London. I never live nowhere else in the country, part of, Nowhere in London, I still in London. I still in the southeast, southeast London. Earlier, you said your brother sent for you to come to Britain. Um, but what made you want to come? Because you could have said no. I want to be with him. I want to be with my brother. 
because he's bring us up like father to us. So I want to be with him and the wife was so nice to me. So I went with the, with them, that's why I didn't say no. I come up and I, with my mother, I sent for my mother afterwards. And my mother passed away, 103, 2003. So, so I want to be with her family, you know. Because when he went to Aruba, I missed him so much. I used to cry every day. So afterwards, he, he spent eight years in Aruba. And when he came home, he stayed a while. So he decided to go to England. So when he sent to me, I said, all right, I'd like to be with him together. So he was very good, like a father to us, you know. So when you got on the boat um, initially in, in St. Lucia, um, when you got on the boat, looked around, got to your room, um, what was your first impression of the boat? Crying. I left my mum behind. Was a few days I was alright, but afterwards I started crying, remember? I left my mum behind, I'll never see her again. That was my impression. But afterwards, when I read her, when I wrote her, and then she answered me back, then we keep getting in touch. So until that afterwards we sent for her and then she stayed with her she went to america visit my brother and she come back so we was happy it was happy family thanks god thanks for my brother you know on the ship did you have a, a room to yourself or a shared cabin we had shared cabin uh, if we found somebody i know very well and we meet together in a ship and we were sharing cabin. That's Iceland. Yeah, we were sharing cabin, but she's not around anymore. She passed away. And after I reached her, he was friend with my sister. We used to see each other very often. In general, was it two people to a cabin or in your case, it was two people to a cabin? My two people in my cabin. Yes, to me and Iceland. So in your case, there was two people to a cabin. In other cases, were there more to a cabin, like f whole families to a cabin? Do you know? I think so. I'm not sure. There's some people have many people in a cabin. It all depends if you get a big cabin or if you find one for two or four, you know. But where I was, it was just two of us that was there. Were the cabins um, allocated, or was it a case of first come, first serve? I don't know. I don't know about that. They used to, um, the boat pass different places, pick up people. So I don't know if it's who come first, get the better one, or I don't know. I didn't have no idea, you know, about that one. There's somebody, I think, how they call them? Come on with you, mm -hmm. take you to your cabin, and they give you somebody to share in. And it happened, the person didn't mean to share with somebody I know. So I was happy to find out I had share with someone I know. I used to rent houses for that woman that shared the cabin with me. With somebody, her mother and her 
I knew her and her husband, I knew them very well. The husband came here before and she sent for her it happened we travelled together. On the journey, on your way to England, were you were you worried at all and what did you expect when you came? Did you think the road the roads were paved with gold or or I don't know, what what, what, what did you think? I didn't think of nothing, honestly. I just was interested in uh, in just to meet my brother. I didn't know if I had to work or what I have to do. I didn't have that in mind. I just want to reach, leave the boat to reach, you know, to meet my family. I was late to reach. They take holiday to come and spend with me when I get here. But the boat stay so long on the sea, so they had to go back to work. So when I came, I leave home in August, I reached in September. So the, the, the holiday time finished, they had to go back to work. So when I met them, when I come out in the train and I met them, I was so glad. <laughs> I hold my sister in and I start crying. I remember my mother. I left, you know. But afterwards, I was all right. I was all right. I was happy, you know. Work hard, but you got to help you survive. Thank God. How did you know um, when and where to meet your brother? Because at that time, there weren't, like, mobile phones around. So were you able to send messages to your brother while you were on the ship? No, no, you can't. You don't know where he is, you don't know where you are, but I suppose when they find out, hey, they know this ship will, uh, um, you will land certain, certain date, but we don't know, because like you say, we don't have phone, we can't get in touch. That's why they take holiday before I come, and the, the, the boat didn't reach that time. So, you couldn't get in touch. You can, I can't get in touch with my mother or my brother until I come here. When I reach here, you wrote and take time, you know, for the letter to go home and come back to know that you arrive safe. But now you phone or you can text or something. But you couldn't do that those days. You couldn't do that. But they know when you arrive because they, you find they're waiting for you. When you arrive in Victoria, I see my brother, my sister-in-law, and my sister was waiting for me. When I reached in Victoria, I was so glad. Guess in that case, the uh, the ship, the captain of the ship, would have been in contact with the company in London, maybe oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Morse code, maybe I don't know. You know, yeah, but yeah, they must have been in contact somehow to let the families yeah, telegraph, know. Telegraph, telegraph, cable, yeah. cable. They send cables on the ship to the to the government here. You know, they send cables because we don't know where we are. So when you reach certain place, you have to leave the boat, and they put you in a small boat. When you come out in the small boat. They give you a pack lunch and you take the train 
So you got off the main boat, then got onto a smaller boat, you said? like a small sea you leave the big ocean sea and you go to a small until you get the the trade yeah because I, I don't think those days a big boat couldn't come to the harbor or whatever I don't know but you go to a, I remember well when they close the door everybody stand up you don't sit down because it was a long journey by the small boat until you get to the train. That's um, Dover, use Dover, and you take the train to Victoria. But you don't have no experience, you don't know. <laughs> it's, a, it's a chance taking, you don't know where you're going, you don't hear nobody say anything, that is how you just know, you, you're, supposed to learn, uh, you're supposed to learn certain, certain dates. And you don't land that date, so the boat take longer in the sea. So your journey was a month, you said, so four weeks. So for those four weeks, what were you doing on the ship in, in the time you had? Were you reading? Were you uh, talking to people, socialising? What, what, what were you doing to keep yourself busy? Wake up, you have your bath, your shower. You go for breakfast, then you go for lunch, you go for supper. There's a tea break, we used to have a tea break, I think. And then um, you talk, you meet people, you go on the deck. Sometimes you go see a movie. It's just like a holiday, like you're on a holiday, like a, a, a toy. There's a cruise ship. It's, like, it's just like a cruise ship. You've got the people come and call you when 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 every time mail your time they come and call you means is it ring a bell or something i can't quite remember yeah and they tell you what room what table what you know but when it was like meal time did they kind of call you in cabins like cabin uh one two thirty yeah, yeah. you it's your time to have food yeah they call the cabin number where and where, which room you have to go for, restaurant you have to go for your meal. How, how was the food on the ship? Do you remember? Was it like, did you enjoy the food on the ship? Or was it just, you know, it was just yeah. sustenance for you? It wasn't that bad, you know. A certain chef you get, sometimes you get a good meal. Sometimes you don't enjoy it, but it wasn't that bad. The food wasn't that bad at all. Word there. Um, any parties or socials on, on the ship? No, I didn't. They used to have party, but I didn't used to go. I only dress up when if the ship um, land somewhere and you're allowed to go um, out the ship to the, to the land, to land, yeah? If the ship land any place and you're allowed to go out, that's the only time I dress. But I didn't used to go to party. If I go to a um, movie, I go in the day, I don't go out in the night. I used to be in my cabin in the night. After supper, you go in your cabin. Yeah, there's people party, yes. Yeah, people used to go to party. There's 
a lot of things happen. <laughs> a lot of things happen in the boat, you know. Lot of things happening. But I try my best to keep myself to myself. If you share with somebody and they go to party or they go out, when they come back, I'm in my bed, you know? Because I just focus. I want to meet my brother and my family that already here, you know? But I see a lot of things happen too. I try to get involved, you know? So what made your brother want to come to, to England, the United Kingdom? Were there advertisements in, in like newspapers or word of mouth? Do you know what his motivation was? I don't know how he knows. But I know he's one of you. After he from Aruba, he stay. he want a job. He want to work because he was immigration to Aruba for eight years. So when he came back, he wanted something to do, and they, they a whole group of friends of him, they decided to come to England. So they all traveled together, they live the same time. That's how we come, we come here. come here to look for a job. They probably, I don't know if they did she advertise or what happened, but they paid the passage and they came here. So when you came to uh, England, did you have to look for a job right away? Or were you able to take a few weeks to get accustomed to life here, then start looking for a job? Yeah, it take a few weeks because you had this ship, like, what they call You know, all this movement for months you on the sea traveling. So you had to take a break to get yourself sort of, you know going out to stay with your brother for a while and then afterwards we start to look for a job. How did you go about looking for a job? So were you able to find a job through the church or was it um, by looking through um, newspapers, at, um, job advertisements or just kind of like word of mouth so someone knew of someone who was looking for someone? The first time I looked for a job, it's a friend I know that was her, Frances. She go with me and we was look for jobs. I get the job and she didn't get the job. I stayed there for a while. I do um, coffee. I do coffee, coffee shop. We used to busy, busy, went 12 o'clock. Lunch time we are so busy, busy, busy. I used to work so fast, so fast. Then I had to go um, night time to go and train, take the bus to train about the work I was doing. But my brother said, mm -mm. he said that night time to travel, he don't like that, so I have to leave that job. Which is I did like, but to I have to go night work, night um, school to learn to about the job they send you, you know. So anyway, so I had to leave that job. He didn't mind I left that job. So And afterwards I got other job to do. At that time, uh, where were you living? What area in London were you living? I used to live um, Albany Road, London. 
Is it SC15? Camberwell? Albany Road is Camberwell. And um, where was this job, the, the uh, coffee coffee shop job? It was every, every six o'clock when I leave work, my brother was outside waiting for me. What, so you'd finish at six in the evening? Yes. Yeah, I can't remember what time I start in the morning. Because I remember we finish at six, close down six. Then you would have to come home, then go back again to, for training. Yes, you had to go back, take the train to go for training, finish late at night. I don't know what time, but my brother said, no, you can't do that. Because I'm new in the country, so he didn't want me to go. Maybe so. I had to leave that job. So after you've left um, the coffee shop, um, what what was next? Where where, where did you um, go to work next? This, this, and when I go in the job center, they want to send me somewhere with family. You live there and you work there. He didn't want me to do that neither. So I work in factory when I leave the factory i work in a coffee shop in liverpool street abc in abc in liverpool street and the factory was that the um the anchor factory no no that was um that's that's um i worked the in um washer the washer operator machine you wash out, you know, wash out to put in pipe in this, you know. You know, wash out? Yeah, yeah, you put, um, yeah, I used to do that on every five o'clock. You go post office, post the password. What? Yeah, yeah, and the machine, foot pedaling machine. Then after that, when I leave there, I go back to ABC um, coffee shop in Liverpool Street. And the job was so hard for me to do. When did you work at Lions Corner House? When I first, my, that's my first job. I'm going home one day tomorrow. And that is it for today. Uh, I'll be bringing you part two next week. And if you have any questions, please leave them down below. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. I'll see you soon.